Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 187. Um, and I'm joined this week by the amazing Vicky McClure. Um, Vicky is one of the most requested guests um, I've had on the podcast. Because I think I mentioned that I'd talked to her about doing one about a year or so ago. So I always get a lot of requests. And obviously, this is a good plug now. This is your first listen. But I've had a lot of guests on associated to her. So in fact, actually, in our conversation, I mentioned pretty much everyone I mentioned in the conversation, I've had on as a guest. So from the This Is England crowd, you've got Andrew Shim. Um, you've got Michael Soccer. Uh, and S- S- Stephen Graham, of course, from Room for Romeo Brass and Dead Man's Shoes. You've got Paddy Considine from the upcoming Action Team. You've got Tom Davies. So, yeah, loads of amazing people. So feel free to go and f- flick through the back catalogue and see who takes your fancy. I mean, we've had an amazing start to the year anyway with Lena Heady from Game of Thrones and Playing with Faith um, and Gus Khan is absolutely amazing. But I need to say big thanks and love for the reaction to last week's bonus podcast. I'll get to the podcast in a minute, I swear. But yeah, well, last week's bonus podcast was on a very sensitive subject. And it was on, it was about, um, it was about sexual assault. And it was a panel with three amazing women. And the reaction has been just astounding. I was... uh, one of the provisos that me and, and Bozzers had when we were planning the podcast was that we only wanted to do it if it can be of some help. So, do you know what I mean? R- rather than just, here's us giving our opinions on a subject or on a specific incident, that's not going to help much. So we spoke to the police and we spoke to victim support and we looked at just putting out the options of, of, of what your options are and equally r- r- realising that anyone who survived these things is an individual and will, will, will react and cope with it in their own way and different ways. So having an awareness of that, that when in, in, in no way saying it's all right, guys, here's the solution. Just saying, look, here's some options of what can be done to move forward positively. So yeah, the reaction was amazing, but all the thanks and praise stops briefly at the door of, of, of Vicky Haskins, Death by Susie and uh, and Bozzers for their amazing work, but then continues on to the final destination of everyone who's uh, who survived such horrible incidents. So, yeah, big love for that, and thank you. That was a heavy one to get through, and I'm pleased that you were all so responsive and shared it a lot. Um, on with this week's podcast. Oh, and actually, I'm going to mention next week's podcast. If anyone tuning into this week's podcast, I'm telling you, you should 100% listen to next week's podcast. Because Vicky McClure is undoubtedly one of the best actors in the world. Um, BAFTA winner. M- multiple time BAFTA nominee, nominee and, and BAFTA winner for her amazing performances. Next week's guest is a, a young lady called Florence Pugh, which I'm sure a, lo- a load of you will have heard of. Um, she did a film called Lady Macbeth, which was in my Films of the Year podcast at the end of the year. And her performance in that is amazing, and she's up for um, the EE Rising Star BAFTA. I would like you all, I'll be talking about it more in next week's episode, but I would urge you all to go and vote specifically for Florence Pugh. But just go and vote in general. It's the one that's the public vote um, option, so it's great to get people's views and opinions there. But yeah, I urge you all 
to go and support Florence Pugh and check out A Lady with Beth ahead of the podcast maybe that's next week it's a great film it's one of my films of the year previously spoke about it with Chris Fairbanks who was on the podcast um, because he was in it and yeah it's great go and check it out we're going to get onto the podcast now but before we do I'm going to mention speechdevelopmentrecords.com that's my record label they are the forever sponsors of the Distraction Pieces podcast and they're the place for you guys to go and buy some stuff if you're a fan of the podcast. There's T-shirts, m- my live DVDs, my albums, um, all sorts of d- different music and DVDs, mugs, umbrellas. All, honestly, every bit of crazy merch that you can think of, and it's all really nice. Um, and the point of that is we I put this out every week. Um, this is, what did I say, episode 177? So... That means we've done a few, and if you've been enjoying them, 187, if you've been enjoying them, then it would be cool if you bought some merch or something like that and uh, chipped in towards the ongoing, uh, the continuation of this podcast. But I'm going to stop rambling now, and I'm going to let you listen to one of my favorite conversations. It took us ages to set up, but I, I don't know, because we've kind of talked about it so much over messages over the years, it felt like sitting down with an old friend. This was actually the first time we've met. <laughs> And it's amazing. It's, she's intelligent and inspiring a young lady. I'm I'm lucky that I do this podcast because I get to talk to people who I can get a lot of advice from as I'm moving into acting and stuff in recent years. So a lot of this, it's, it's all for me, my friend. Um, <laughs> I get to ask the questions that, that I, I'm dying to know as a, as a fan and someone, you know, venturing in that direction. So check it out. Hope you enjoy it. And I'll be back at the end with some information. This is episode 187 with Vicky McClure. So uh, I've just I've started rolling now because we were talking about c- cinema and yeah. how it's not it, it's it's a weird one because it's it's an experience that I love. I think if I'm watching a film at home, I won't necessarily pay complete attention to it. I love yeah, you can the, pause and go yeah, make a brew. And, I love yeah. things that the Prince Charles do sometimes, like they put on a load of the last season of This Is England. Oh the, yes, in the, in the, yeah, in the yeah, cinema yeah. and stuff like that. I think that's dope because you do pay, even with TV shows, you'll pay slightly more attention on a big screen. But we were discussing now, it's not a cheap or easy thing to do anymore, particularly it's, it's if you've got a family. It's just difficult now, yeah. If, the, if, if four of you are going to the cinema, it's like, you know, if you don't get some sort of token or a deal, yeah, yeah. it's not cheap. Yeah. You know, the suites are very expensive too. Completely. Um, it's just different now. And I think unless it's a film where it, you know, it's got certain effects... Mm-hmm. Where you're just gonna get yeah, a completely it's different experience, the right ones, right? Yeah. There's certain films you just don't particularly need, yeah, to have a massive screen and a big surround sound. It's an interesting one because I've I bought or the, at first I was given one of them Odeon cards, that, oh, a, yeah. a Limitless thing because they sponsor the podcast, and I've ended up a, a, a renewing it because it meant I saw films that I maybe wouldn't have seen in the cinema because you've lost yeah. that risk of it being. I'm spending all this money. If I don't yeah. enjoy it, it's a waste of money. The fact is, like, we're in London having a chat now. If I've decided I don't need to get home quickly, I can pop and see a film. To the cinema, yeah, and it yeah, doesn't yeah. cost anything. And yeah. 
but the, I'm someone well, who goes know, a lot and it's different as an individual yeah. to as a family because a, a year's card is something like 110 quid That's or something like bad. that which, yeah. which which isn't bad it, it might be more than that but still four of them is suddenly a yeah. huge expense absolutely one you're like also oh, it's a if you treat. look at television now it's so you know yeah. it's so cinematic the way it looks yeah and you can watch it. I mean, we've all got fairly good TVs. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's just different. And I think TV looks incredible. You know, you watch yeah. any kind of series or something on Netflix or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes you're just completely impressed because it does look cinematic. It doesn't look like it's just, you know, bog standard yeah. television. Yeah. Does that, is that a, a, something that appeals to you as an actor now? Because I, I was speaking to, I've spoken to Paddy Considine and, and Brett Goldstein both about this recently. We've got, have had amazing independent films out that it's yeah. been really hard to work in the cinema because the fact is the big studios pay for a certain amount of screens. Yeah, and I mean pay we for struggle. This. The budgets are a struggle. Yeah, but I, you know, I've and watched... the fact that a lot of big films will spend the budget of an indie film on getting it in cinema and on marketing, and it means that you've put years of work into this thing and you can't get it in the screens in front of people f- yeah. for long enough. Whereas TV. It's there. It's on no, Netflix. It's, it's on iPlayer. It's it's different. This is what I mean. It's just cinema is different now. Unless yeah. you've got like a big blockbuster, it yeah. can be difficult for you to get it to a lot of cinemas or get a lot of time in the cinema. Yeah. You know, I remember when I did Romeo Brass, it was at six cinemas across the country. Yeah. You know, I thought it was everywhere. Yeah. And it's just not the case. Sometimes yeah, you expect something and it doesn't turn out to be what you what it was. But in terms of like, you know, getting getting a film off the ground, it's very hard, especially yeah. when you are doing something like an independent. It's but it's how you spend your money. There's more and, there's more, and more independent c- cinemas now. That's why it seems like it's such a confusing no, I know. paradox, because yeah. there are all the Curzons and the Everymans and things like the Prince Charles, yet it is tough for anything. E- yeah, even they seem to have London, their set though. one. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, we've got the Broadway in Nottingham, which is a, an amazing cinema. I love it there. But... You know, in terms of like going to the cinema yeah. and, and, you know, art house cinemas, uh, then it's not like London everywhere. At so my it's, local, it's they've different. got a small screen that has the more indie films. But the the last film I saw in there was Baby Driver. Oh, That's yeah. a massive film yeah, no, throughout the world. Yeah. Yet that was seen as the small screen film. So yeah. it kind of shows how it is in the main screens. It's only the blockbusters. It's yeah. It's stuff. I should mention I'm, I'm here with Vicky McClure. How are you today? <laughs> we've, we've jumped straight in. Yeah, we have. I like it. No, I'm good. Uh, um, I mean, we'll go all over the place as 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 always happens on these. But you mentioned a Romeo Brass, and that is a it's a film that is in my top five all time films. Oh, really? I love it. Brilliant! I, I I do some cheats with my top five, so yeah. I've got Romeo Brass and Dead Man's Shoes in the in same, the same slot. Yeah, because they were enough. both Paddy and Shane yeah. and all that. But yeah, yeah. Romeo Brass was the one that. I don't know. I got the. I think I got the, the video of it. That's it, it oh, was blimey. a while ago. Yeah, no, um, that's showing my age. And oh, it just blew me away. The Shane's approach, the the kind of the casualness of it all, and just all the performances. Paddy's character is one of the best characters I've ever seen because yeah. you go from a look at this dickhead to genuinely terrified yeah. in moments. And so how was it? That was your was, first role, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a really, you know, it was an experience I wasn't even prepared for because, you know, I didn't, wasn't really aware of Shane. I mean, yeah. you know, Shane Meadows back then to what he is now, obviously yeah, he's, you know, the best in the business. Yeah. 
but back then I didn't really know what I was letting myself in yeah. for. I just sort of was buzzing that I'd got a part. And and his kind of approach back then was untested as such, because yeah, so it the, might have seen amateurish. Because the fact is, he doesn't work that much strictly to scripts and things like that, which yeah, I mean, if it's your first role, you might have thought, oh, I thought this was, was going to be a real film. Yeah, this I mean, it certainly, it definitely felt about. like a real film. We had trailers and we had things that Amazing. made it feel like, you know, yeah. we was on a film set. Not that I had any real experience as to what I could have compared it to, to be honest. <laughs> so it was it was great at the time. I mean, I was at school, so it was, you know, I was out wow. of school making a film, which is like the dream. That's mind-blowing, but right? We were we, Shane found myself and Andrew Shim and um, <clears throat> Ben Marshall, who played Not Knock, and yeah. we was all at the workshop in Nottingham, and the workshop is renowned and, and famous for improvisation. Brilliant. So Shane's always gone there. He went there for 24-7 to cast people in that and some people from This Is England. So, yeah. you know, he was fully aware of what the workshop was about and that it's not sort of like a typical drama school where we was doing a lot of script work. We did, but a lot of the time we did a lot of improvisation. Yeah. So it wasn't something that particularly feared me when I got on the set and was yeah, like, oh God, there's no script. It was, you know quite enjoyable in that yeah. fact because we did it we did a lot of it in the workshop which is why he probably you know was able to go there and find the people that he needed um it's, it's good because it, it it gets mythologized a little bit with with shane that it's always he found someone on the street yeah. corner and, and when i had, had stephen graham on he was like no i've done theater for ages i've yeah. done this yeah i'm a little working class lad but acting was yeah, already yeah. my thing and Already in my, yeah, in Shane my blood. Yeah, Shane used to and, come and see our plays, though, at the workshop, you know, know and they it. were they were scripted and they were kind of quirky, you know, we'd do sort of Equus and we did a bit of Shakespeare wow. and um, Hiawatha, you know, some really yeah. random um, plays. So he, he knew that we was all sort of training, if you like, yeah, yeah, but it, it's just a very loose place, the workshop. You know, Samantha Morton went there and, yeah. and Jack O'Connell and you can just see in their work that they've got a certain way about them that is that's instilled from the workshop and and you know I want to keep that in in me for the rest of my career because it just gives you more freedom that I've yeah. I've not got sort of like a list of things that you know should make me a good actor or you know you're just given the confidence to to do your own thing and and do it your way and find the believability in it and that kind of you know that's that's all I do really I mean that's fantastic and and that just mentioning a Jack O'Connell and Samantha Morton there and yourself and a, what an amazing history that school has then because that's they're all people who exactly as you've you've said they don't necessarily come out as feeling classically trained or anything but have have found that something in them yeah so it feels like rather than being taught they've been re refined slightly yeah and, you just you know the, it was a it was somewhere where there was everybody from every walk of life yeah do you know what I mean? And and back then, you didn't pay, and that yeah. was a massive deal. And wow. you know, is is still now. You do have to pay now, but it's not you know excessive twenty yeah. grand a year. It's yeah. not that kind of not that kind of place. But if you if you're not restricted by having to pay mm. to go somewhere twice a week, yeah, there's no reason why you don't turn up. And that's what. And I was there for what ten years. Yeah. And we did, you know, like I say, we, we did such a variety of, of stuff. They, they give us cameras. I mean, the equipment wasn't the best equipment, but we had stuff to mess about with. So we yeah. could go out on the wow. streets and make a film and then bring it back and edit it and, um, you know, write our own plays and all those kind of things where you just go, it, there was just a freedom there. And Ian yeah. Smith, who ran it, just managed to find 
the right kids you yeah. know thousands audition um so it's not an easy place to get into and uh, you know when you do get into it you you know that you've got a really important spot so don't muck it up because you do have to sort of re-audition every year oh wow just by like That's doing amazing. a monologue oh yeah. it's petrifying i hated it uh, you know it's just and ian would say don't go and just buy you know a book saying monologues for girls and every yeah. time i'd just go to the shop buy a bloody book saying monologues <laughs> for girls and like pick a really depressive monologue and yeah. just you know but luckily I, I managed to stay in and what an amazing resource to to have someone like that because nottingham isn't necessarily somewhere you'd think of as this this place that's presenting loads of different options of what you can do as a career it's very well, much nowhere's you know, London, is it? town. exactly yeah. <clears throat> you know apart from like the big you know you've got manchester and glasgow and all these brilliant yeah. big cities but and you know, I, I do consider Nottingham to, to have the, the same sort of like, you know, it's it's still got the same sort of stuff there, but it's just not as big and not as, it's not shouted about as much. Yeah. It's Certainly trams. it's changed. It's oh, it's got trams. Well. It's addition. definitely got trams. That's what I always, always love, remember whenever yeah. I go to Nottingham. It's, <laughs> it's trams everywhere. Trams no. everywhere. We love the trams. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I don't need to bang on about Nottingham because I do it all the time, but it's definitely becoming, you know, a much more creative city and people are fully aware of that. Um, but actually anywhere in the UK, apart from London, there isn't going to be that much mm-hmm. availability for people to go and have... The option to study, especially at a small price, and yeah. that's just the way that is. And it, you know, it's got to change eventually. And, I mean, it's, it's it's worth banging on about because it yeah. is something that becomes. If you're there, you know all about it. If you're not, you literally don't know anything about it. I remember the first time I was I was doing a tour as a as a musician, and I was just playing on, on street corners. I was living in a van, just going about and playing places. And one of the, the first places we went to was Nottingham and it was because the Dr. Dot Festival was on. Oh, the, the first Dr. Dot, they that's had still it. going. It was, it was yeah. the first year of that. It's great. And we went there purely because of that because I thought, oh, there'll be people about so I'll be able to perform to people. Yeah. And we got there and we're like, this place is amazing. It's got tons of venues. It's got yeah, tons yeah, of yeah. theatres well, and Rock things City, like that. Well, Rock City, I mean... And loads of stuff. I think it most was, people have, if you've been to Nottingham, yeah. you've probably passed by Rock City yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and stepped into the sticky floor. Yeah, um, of course. You know, and the, the, some of the best bands in the world have, have played there. And it's not a massive venue, but it's a prof, you know prolific venue yeah. where people just remember it and, it, and it's yeah. sort of cemented in the city. It's, it's got a cool name, isn't it? Yeah, I know, Rock, Rock City. City's you are going to rock out. Of course, if you, you want to go yeah. there. Yeah. Last time I went, the Rifles were playing, um, and they're some they're good friends of ours and. Me and Johnny ended up going on stage with them, and I was absolutely hammered. And you know, you just Amazing. like I've 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 lived now. I've been yeah. on the stage in Rock City yeah. with a can of red stripe in my hand. I'm happy. I love it. Um, so, so was acting always the goal and and the drive as a kid? Or was yeah. that something that you were always after after being involved in? I was I was a performing kid. You yeah. know, one of them. I, I danced from the age of three. Um, was always prattling about it was just it was in me to want to perform and and that was that I kind of danced more as a kid and and didn't really give that up until I was about 19 so it was definitely in my blood that you know I enjoyed it Mm. but I started at the workshop I actually did acting classes at my dance school and bless their hearts it just wasn't a very good class it was just you know pretend to be a tree type thing yeah and then I started at the workshop when I was 11 and, and the minute I got there, I was like, this definitely is more important to me. I still yeah. kept my dancing going because I loved it, but there was a point where I thought it's kind of got to be one or the other because unless sure. I go to stage school, which I didn't, yeah. 
it would have been sort of like that that would have been you know the the place to go down and do them both and have yeah. the best of both worlds but I, th- I definitely enjoyed acting way more and it's the it's there's a lot of luck there in, in finding the the right school and the right teachers to connect and inspire you because as you, you said this I, I remember again when i had, had paddy considine on he was saying that he'd gone to some acting school and was like this is shit yeah and i mean of, I and, never, and, and forgot about it and then yeah. but he happened to meet shane there who was then like yeah. oh let's make some stuff so yeah it pushed him through but he wasn't inspired by the one that he found and then you know has later on done amazing i never felt like. i needed to go to drama school as in i felt like the workshop was a drama you know yeah. it it filled the brief for me and i didn't feel like i needed to when i'd left workshop at 21 some people would think right i'd now go on to rada or yeah. guild or central or whatever but it just to me i was like right i'll just go to work you yeah. know like not acting work like get a job yeah <laughs> and yeah, just yeah yeah, yeah. So I did. I mean, I worked from the age of 16, starting in shops and offices and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I got an agent after Romeo Brass and a good agent. They were independent. They were ICM at the time and they're independent now. So yeah. we all know they're a massive agency. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was very lucky and I was straight away sort of like, wow, this is this is just going to kick off, you know. Yeah. And it didn't. I've You know, I'm on my fourth agent now, I think. So, you know, I've sort of tried out different things and things and places haven't worked and it's it, you know it's a tricky business to find your feet but you feel there's a lot of 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 luck and timing involved because again it's it's the right roles coming along at the right time at times there's 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 I a point where you can't force it yeah if that makes sense i think there's looks definitely involved you know you i feel very lucky yeah. it's more a case of going you know i don't know how certain things came about but i feel lucky that they did mm-hmm. um i think choices is like a big thing yeah because I was offered jobs in the past, like when I had absolutely no career at all, where I turned things down. And at the time, I could have thought, oh, well, sod it, you know, I've got nothing to lose and I've got, you know, loads to gain through just being on a set and and working and whatever. But I just knew it wasn't the right jobs for me, you know, things like Crossroads. I just didn't want to do it. And some of the jobs I was getting offered just didn't feel right for me and... I didn't take them. I'd prefer to sort of wait and see if what I really wanted to do would come about. And if it didn't, then it didn't. But And, and that's a really interesting one. It's, it's, it's something that excites me of being kind of new into acting is that thought of there's no doubt in my mind that I'm here for the long run now. Yeah. So there's no rush. So you yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to just take any gig that comes along. You can go, all right, well, I don't want anything at the moment, but in this period, I'm getting better. Yeah. But, because I'm, I'm watching more and I'm learning yeah, more yeah, and yeah. things like that. So if, if you've got that outlook of, I think I'm, I'm, also I'm here not, till the end. This is what I do yeah. now. I'd lo- I mean, I'd love to think I've got a career for life, but I certainly don't live and die by that. Yeah, I sure, just, sure. you know, I'm just a bit of a realist where I just go, it could all fall flat on its yeah, face and, yeah. and that's just the way it could be. So enjoy it while it's here. But also, you know, I love acting. I love my job. I'm Again, like I'm really lucky, but if it all stopped tomorrow, I'm not going to be unhappy yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean there is other things in my life that I, I sort of value more than my career yeah um you know I live in Nottingham I have a, a very nice life there and if worst came to worst I'd find a job yeah do you yeah. know what I mean it's, it's like as simple as that it is because otherwise it's just a little bit like stressful yeah you know if you're 
constantly putting your expectations like stupidly high and thinking you know lots of people want to get over to america and i get it it's incredible what they produce and the opportunities and all that kind of stuff i don't doubt that it's an amazing thing to do but it's not like i'm not on a list where it's like right next step is this next step is that it's like let's just keep going you know see what see what comes and if it comes brilliant if it doesn't then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and that's that's a great outlook, and it's it's. I mean, it's working out as a, a, a very well as a format so far for you. And yeah, hopefully. Do you, do, you, do you think that helps you um, on set? Because again, the fact that you left the workshop and went to work, and then when you get gigs, I don't know. I'd imagine there's more excitement and pride to be there yeah. than just well, it's another job. It's this or that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if you've kind of if you if you've worked in shops and worked in factories or worked wherever else, then you're buzzed to be there, and yeah, you're not and sitting I still there going, yeah. "I have not." I they had me waiting for four hours this morning. Yeah, although so, I do uh, hate waiting for four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> who doesn't? Them yeah. trailers, man, they close in on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just, I think when you're in this industry, you know, it doesn't matter how far up the pecking order you are, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to, you've got to keep hold of that. You know, you've got to continue to be grateful yeah. because there's so many people waiting to, you know, give it everything they've got and they will, they won't take it for granted. Yeah, and I think it's important to make sure that, you know, we pave the way to make sure that we're not seeming like it's all just, or whatever, just another job. Yeah. Um, everything that's on my CV, I chose to do. Yeah. You know, there was nothing in there where I'm like, oh God, why am I here? This is horrific. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, from short films to films to big TV productions, Completely. everything I've done, it's it's been my own choice. It's not because my agent's telling me to do something or, you know, if I'm struggling for cash or something, it, yeah. then there's other ways you know, to go and earn money. It's I completely not... agree. It's such a weird industry for that. I've 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 got a, f- a, f- a few mates who I'll be talking to. They're like, oh yeah, I'm up for this this awful American thing at the moment. And yeah, don't that. do like, it. Don't, that's don't exactly my thought. Again, I don't, don't put feel, yourself through the pain. To, I don't feel I have the right to be rude enough to say. Well, don't, don't get me then. wrong. I mean, but I've, I've, def- but I've that's definitely. Completely my thought. As yeah. soon as I hear that, I'm like, don't do it. Then that's yeah. If you, if it doesn't sound like f- fun, then. Don't over watch TV or something. Do something yeah. else. There's there's other things you can do. And you know, don't get me wrong. There is times when I'll go up for an audition or you know consider looking at a script that I think, oh, I'm not really sure about it. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you think maybe test the water a bit or um, maybe I'm being a little bit picky. Yep. You know, and you need to sort of check yourself. But every time I've done the job, I've done. There's been a reason why I've done it. I've yeah. not just done it because I got it. And you know, it's really tough because people go oh god you must have offers coming out of your ears and it's like it really doesn't work like that but it's a beautiful thing when an offer comes through you know when you don't have to audition because you know i'm starting to uh, i'm starting to question sometimes when you have to i understand you have to audition i I understand the process but i sometimes think there's certain people say like shane meadows who you know he just knows who he wants yeah. and he when he meets them he knows that they've got the ability to produce whatever it is he needs them to produce mm-hmm. and he just has this trust and this confidence in himself and in those people yeah. that he doesn't need to put them through the grilling process of you know audition one recall blah blah blah, blah t- screen test you know yeah. it's just like it's a petrifying place to be yeah um so when you get an offer 
it's hard sometimes to turn it down because you're like, they just really believed in me. They really think I can do it without having to prove to them beforehand that I can act. So you kind of go, oh, God, maybe I should do it because they didn't put me through that grilling process. And there is times when you do and there's times when you go, that's really kind, but it's not the right job for me. me. It's, It's fascinating as a... Again, as an industry, I, I won't name any names, but I was talking to a casting director recently. You and can he, tell me after. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you after. <laughs> um, and he was saying, um, yeah, I, when I have someone in, it's because I want them in the role. Yeah. I, I'm not getting 30 people in. I know, it's, like, it's I've, so it's painful. A, the guy said to me, I've got, an, I've got a role in mind for you. But yeah, just know that I'm not sending 30 auditions after that. I'm choosing someone then contacting the people doing it saying i think that's the way to do it yeah i think it's like that excited me hugely because he's saying i've got something in mind so i'm like yeah thanks man (laughs) if somebody writes something they they're writing it with people in mind and usually it's like you know the greats and they will if if they can't do it or won't do it or whatever then they have to start and come down i guess but ultimately then then there's that flip side where you go Try and give someone new a chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone that we don't really know yeah, or, you know, there's so many incredible actors out there that we don't know about because they're too busy trying to use people that they already are aware of yeah. or they've got in mind or whatever. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. You kind of, the audition process yeah. is there and I get it and it's, it's for a reason, but it, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like auditioning. I think that's what it is. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you kind of spoke about how people have an illusion of, of, how the industry is, how you, you get to a certain level and then it's all just yeah, there on a plate, on a plate for you. Yeah. It's you not. must have had that illusion when you got your first film. Well, when oh, you yeah. got Romeo Brass, you think, oh, this is it. That I'm, is. I'm there now. But then after that, it was quiet for a bit, right? Like you for did a, a few gigs. For a, f- a very a long gigs. time, yeah. But then the shame came back round with... With this with is the England, film, right? but then even with the film, as much as I adore the film, mm. it wasn't um, a big moment for me, if you know yeah. what I mean. It was yeah. a, a great role, um, and I absolutely, you know, I adore everything to do with This Is England. But again, it didn't change anything. Yeah. So, Romeo Brass, There's this such is an England. illusion of that f- f- from the outside yeah. that, oh, wow, you've made this. And just to No, I to, was still working... A parallel. I remember when I got into music and started to meet a lot of the artists that I've idolised for years, and they're all just about making enough money to do it full time. And in my mind, it's yeah. like they they've made it, and then you meet them, they're just regular dudes, and it's it's a yeah, similar thing, right? It's kind so of- it's it's so true. And the thing is, it's hard for people to believe because I think you know maybe we're trying to be humble and just yeah. you know, but it it's not. It's hard, and yeah. it and especially back then because. I didn't really know where it was going, but I, you know, I had my job and luckily this office that I was working at, I was there for a very long time and they were really good at letting me sort of go off and do my thing and, oh, bless her, she's going to be an actor. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) It's like, no, no, I really want to try and do it. I don't know if you believe me, but, and then I went off and did This Is England, the film, and and it was great, but nothing happened. You know, there was no big role that came after it that, propelled me anywhere it was after 80 this is england 86 where i then just said to the office look i'm gonna leave but i might be back Mm. because i thought if i don't leave if i just if i just take time off and do the shoot and then come back it kind of won't push me i might not push myself enough to 
try and make my way through is the whole if you if you've got something to fall back on you're more likely yeah, to fall I, back I so would, if you remove the safety net then yeah and i would have used the safety net yeah, you know yeah. one of them i can be yeah. yeah i'd have just sort of gone back to work well that thought, was fun let's get back to the office yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. so well, i did leave and in the hope that i wouldn't have to go back and obviously i knew that what shane was putting in front of me with lol and um we'd spoke about where that was going to go mm. and everything so i was like this is a chance and you know when there's an opportunity staring you in the face, you've got to take it. Yeah. And I thought, I can't I can't do that role and have distractions of other things. I've just yeah. got to give it my got everything. Hundred percent into that role. You know, luckily. That is what that is what put me on, on the map. Yeah, completely. And it's 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 a fascinating one. Because we were we're talking at the start of the of of the restrictions of cinema these days, and I think one of the other things that's appealing to TV is the ability to have that much more space to tell a story. And yeah, and I love the This Is England film, and Lowell was cr- crucial to the story yeah. because of yeah. providing the conflict of Combo and all this other yeah, stuff. Of but it was the series that she became. A, like a truly iconic character in in in, in TV, in my yeah. opinion, and and the stuff that was put in front of you. So, in the UK, that's one of the first things I can think of that really, or, or not the first, but one of the important ones that went right. We can really make challenging TV, and this is this is a six-hour f- film rather yeah. than just that's a series exactly of things, what you know? Shane made as well yeah. and what he does when he makes TV he yeah. doesn't make it any different to what what he'd do making a film yeah. he's just given the thing is with, with the film is we did it and all the characters in it everybody loved a certain character like you know somebody would want to see more of Gadget yeah. or Woody or yeah. Lal or whoever and sadly Tomo who plays Sean Thomas Turgoose his mum passed away after we'd done the film right. and we all went to the funeral together in a minibus, you know, to go and support him. Yeah. And I think it was that moment when Shane was like, he just watched us all on the minibus and, you know, we, we were such a tight knit group yeah. that he thought there's so much more I could do with this lot. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Cause he, he cast it so well where yeah. everyone was just so tight and we, it's all that <laughs> we're a family yeah. film set malarkey but you know it does happen it does make that's how people feel whether you're on coronation street or on a film or yeah. you know whatever it might be you have to spend such intense time together so quickly mm-hmm. you you know you're spending time in the bar at night chatting about things and you know he's telling them stories that you know you just think god we've become so close so quickly yeah. so it does have that intensity and it definitely did with this is england and then he was able to go away and give everybody a bit of time, give yeah. all the characters a bit of space. And that's what's beautiful. Absolutely. Like without it seeming like box t- t- ticking, everyone has got an iconic scene that you can think of and go, yes. Oh wow. Yeah. And yeah. it was weird rewatching the film uh, recently. Cause you realize how little a lot of the people are in it. Cause you know them so well from the series. Yeah, in yeah, your mind, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all, it's a, that the film is an ensemble piece. Yeah, the film isn't an ensemble piece. The film is, you yeah. know, t- it's Tomo. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's Tomo and Yeah. Um, but the series is a hundred percent an ensemble piece, and everyone gets to have their moments yeah. and do these bits. And and you see how important everyone is to each other. You know, all the characters. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about when we rehearse is like when we do rehearsals for this is England, like the series. It's a long process. It's a beautiful process because 
no one really sees it so it's you know it's kind of exclusive to us lot but yeah. the mad stuff that goes on is yeah. is is brilliant so i'll be doing scenes with gadget yeah. that i'll just never do in the show because I love it you know that story is never going to come up but shane will just be like right this is what you know we're going to impro this scene and then you yeah. two are going to do this and you're like that's fucking brilliant because it's never going to happen yeah but i've then sort of banked some you know a sort of relationship with him yeah. that i'll take on to the show that no one knows where it's come from but you know what i mean that, all that kind of that stuff realism that's so yeah. subtle and there um, i mean me and we we do go out and i think Stephen graham went out and he was he was homeless and and you know he was he didn't have any cameras with him yeah he just went out on his own and and sort of walked the streets of sheffield yeah um me and joe went out who plays woody and <laughs> we had to book a holiday yeah obviously we didn't have to actually book the holiday but we had to go into a travel agents and try and book a holiday so we tried to book this barge holiday <laughs> and um anyway we you can imagine what Woody, because we're in character, but we yeah. haven't got cameras or anybody around us, so it's really surreal. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I've I've spent a day with yeah. Joe, and Joe is in character. Joe yeah, is no, the character Joe, himself, exactly. anyway. So He's, I can completely see how yeah. that wouldn't be a subtle thing. It wasn't a subtle thing, but then he, was, I was like, oh come on, let's just leave it. So we ended up going to uh, some restaurant, and was like, oh sorry, would you know, Woody and Lola just go and have a drink and have some food, and we got really pissed. We went back to rehearsals and had to like, you know, sit down and talk about our experience. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Like Shane's going to bollock us. But he loved it. So he was like, that's what Woody and Law would have done. Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to have booked the holiday because Woody would have messed it up. And then you'd just go and get pissed. I love you know it. I mean, so it was. I love it. And I love all, again, all building of all those uh, little re- relationships. Um, Andy, who, who's Gadget, um, it was on a podcast recently I was listening to called Hardcore Listing, who's some oh, friends of yeah. I do, and he chose his top five shit dinners that that are actually really good. Oh, and okay, just nice. hearing him talk passionately yeah. about a cheese on toast and, <laughs> and stuff like that was yeah. just absolutely amazing. But again, oh, I love you've all. got They're that feeling a, that what any, a bunch of people. Every every one of them, like I've had Michael Soccer and Shimmy and yeah. Stevie all on the podcast and half the conversations you have you go that could be a scene in this is in, england, in this yeah. is england so it, it really shows how 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 well shane did think, of just putting everyone together and yeah. going let's just make this a thing i think there's definitely an element of every single one of us you know have got connections to our characters yeah. without a shadow of a doubt yeah do you know what i mean it, it, you take aside all the shit that lol goes through yeah sure so obviously that's not happened in my in my life but <clears throat> we do have similarities yeah. that just make things natural and make things easy to to feel like you can act out because yeah. it doesn't feel like acting if you know yeah. what I mean it's yeah. it's just it's like a weird out of body I don't know it's just oh, weird oh that's it everyone I've spoke to who's been involved it seems to see their character as a good f- friend of yeah. theirs and that must help you then when you're having to tackle the stuff that Lowell goes through because you would be emotional if a friend of yours was going through that and it's, you know, it'd be yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, hear yeah. that. So h- how was it to kind of know that you're going to have to portray and take on things like domestic abuse and rape? And the thing that I thought was beautiful about it was at no point is Lowell portrayed as weak or portrayed as a, 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 a victim or any of these things, but these horrible things happened to her. And yeah. that I thought was really important telling of the story that, 
these things can happen to absolutely anyone. It doesn't mean it's a weak person or a, or a, a, a stereotypical victim or, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it, these horrible things can happen to, to anyone. So how was that to kind of um, tackle those You know what, subjects? the reason that it, I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, it was heartbreaking to actually perform, mm. this is probably the wrong word to say, but, you know, to actually try and portray, I suppose, yeah. um, what was happening to her on camera was horrific. But, Shane and Johnny Harris, who played my dad, yeah. um, are two of my bestest friends. Like yeah. you know, and, and Johnny was absolutely oh my amazing. God. I mean, in that he's just—have you seen Jawbone? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's just fantastic. In, he's just Again, insane. Just yeah. Heartwarming in it as well. I know. The, the darkness of the character. But that's but the heart- thing with Johnny. You know, if you know Johnny Harris, if you meet him, he's like the kindest man in the world. Yeah, and he's just. You know, he's he's couldn't be any far any more far removed from his mm. character. Yeah, so. It was having the support and the trust of of those two really yeah. that allowed me to even get to that place because I don't know you've got you've got to rely heavily on on Shane making sure I'm doing the right thing and and Johnny giving me everything yeah. he did on the day where we you know we're able to just go as far as we can knowing that we're in a safe environment. Yeah. I know yeah. that sounds a bit dramatic, but... No, no, completely. You know, we we sort of made it so bloody real. Yeah. And we went so far that you just go, you know... I, d- I remember saying to Mark Herbert after we'd finished, like, if I need fucking counselling after this, you're paying for it. Yeah, completely. <laughs> because, because it was because just... I was so engrossed in it. I've got to say, like, in 86 and 88, you know, I just took it on so... I took it on as much as I possibly could. I found it easier to sort of like not stay in character because I don't, you know, it's not that kind of thing. It's just mm. much easier to sort of be in a bit of a dark place rather than every day try and find that dark place. Right, I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like I was ringing my family and being lol. Yeah. But it was more a case of I just didn't have the energy to keep going back and forth to, to and being Vicky and being all like, woo, everything's fine yeah, and jolly jolly. And then going to like lol where, you know, I need to just, keep that momentum going and and the safe place thing i think is is it makes a lot of sense and is a key part i remember stevie saying that when he had um the scene in the film with shimmy and he had to ring him afterwards because he felt bad but the fact is they'd built that safe place there where you can improvise and go to the limit and that's that's really key to get those performances out rather than you again it sounds it sounds horrible but rather than johnny having to worry about vicky yeah do you know what i mean he he, he can't he can't do that he has to be safe to not worry about vicky and to be horrific because that's that's part of it it's funny because me and johnny harris didn't know each other at all before this is england 86 and since then we have just you know we've just formed the most beautiful friendship yeah um and i think that's because you know, straight away we were just so open and honest with each other, yeah. um, knowing that we were doing it for all the right reasons. And, yeah. you know, it just was an organic, natural thing to feel like, you know, I just felt straight away really comfortable and trusting. And also, you know, what a bloody actor. Like, mm. it's very hard not to react. Yeah, yeah. You know, in character when somebody's giving you everything. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's it's not all the time. That doesn't happen all the time. It yeah. just doesn't. And it's no... You know, it's it's no bad thing. It's just with Shane as well. When you're working on anything with Shane, you get all the time in the world. Yeah. There is no, you know, come on, hurry up. You know, we're wrapping at seven. 
we're behind schedule, we'll sit and talk for hours and yeah. the crew will just be outside chilling, having a cup of tea and nobody's pissed off or moaning or, you know, you. going, what's going on? It's like the actors are chatting and we're chatting. If we're chatting about absolute nothing, then we're chatting about nothing for a reason. Yeah. You know, if we're listening to music, it's for a reason. If we're doing something, it's because that's what we're doing. That's what needs to be, be done at that time. Exactly. So... You know, there is there is no sort of panic where you you know you don't feel like you can get there in a certain time or yeah. you know building that emotion is hard. Yeah, you can't just switch it on and off. You know, there's no tear sticks used yeah. on yeah. on those shows. It's yeah. like everything's completely raw. So, and that's why again, not to go back to the safe place thing too much, but that's why I think that's key as well because if you're doing it over and over again, it might not be right for each scene to end and Johnny feel he has to go. Was that okay? okay? I wasn't too yeah, rough. No, and no, things no. like that. It's like, well, <laughs> there was no, you're going to have to do yeah. it again in a minute. You can't be doing we, that. You have yeah. to be... We just stepped aside. Stepping, yeah. we, it took us about... I think we did about three days on the, the sort of end rape mm. scene. Um, and every time we cut, we would not be near each other. Yeah. You know, because we got to go there again. And yeah. um, what we can't do is all of a sudden start, you know, do you want a cup of tea? Particularly yeah. when <laughs> everyone's nice people. Yeah, it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You exactly. need to have that safeness yeah. of going, look, I always remember on, on, on one of our music videos, um, the director was very flouncy and artistic and wonderful. And the AD at the start of the day said, look, you're all going to hate me by the end of the day, but I need to be a cunt to get what we yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, then we yeah. can all talk it out and have a drink. But yeah. until we wrap, I don't give a shit if you think I'm rude, if you think this. And yeah. that's kind of key agreement in those situations to go look when we've got this scene then we'll we'll we'll, we'll hug it out and we'll and we'll deal with it all but until then it was there was a really interesting uh, moment on this is england 90 the Mm -hmm. last one we did um there was the big scene around the table yes i wanted to talk about that yeah well it was again it's just again i think it's beautiful because it shows the fact that traumatic experiences never stop being traumatic or or can always come back up like you yeah. can live your life and be absolutely fine but the, that table scene had such drama and, and but well, it's it, years later i mean from even like off screen it happened. had it was it felt dramatic we had like yeah. eight cameras going on yeah or, you know, or, or joe again i think off i've not had joe on the podcast but i think he was saying that it was essentially two two takes it was i mean that were then pieced together and yeah you know, it was it was two takes. We did one before lunch and one after lunch. And, and the improvised. One, oh, fully. Everything's improvised yeah. in this England. That's, yeah. you know, the beauty of, of that job. Yeah. But it was funny because I, I knew that what I had to do on that scene, and, in, you know, we get scripts, but yeah. they're never used. But, yeah. you know, Channel 4 have got to read something. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> so, sign off on something. Exactly. So I knew that there was a kind of monologue, if you like, of me explaining to all those people around the table that I killed my dad and he raped Trev and, you know, um, Combo's coming out and he's coming to live with us, even though I know that I've got, milky's child yeah. and him and milky had what they had in the film you know it was just like the amount of shit i had to tell people was just ridiculous yeah and i knew that i had to do it and i knew there was no script yeah so it just had to come out of my mouth whatever whichever way it would wow so we had a massive setup on the day uh there was obviously eight cameras going up so there was a lot of technical um happening so there was hours to kill and i <laughs> i'd said to shane like <laughs> Right, should we have a chat? You know, what, what are you thinking? 
and he was he just wouldn't he just wouldn't talk to me right now Shane's one of my best mates in the world so it, you know there was yeah. there was no bad blood but yeah, I was just yeah. like what, what are you doing to me like I really need to talk to you about yeah. this I'm petrified and I know that this is basically going to be a one-take wonder in so much as you're putting eight cameras up for a reason because you don't want to cover yep. the absolute life out of it because yep, it'll yep. kill it. Yeah. So I ended up going upstairs in Lolan Woody's um, house and sitting like on the bed, panicking. And then Joe came in and I was like, what am I going to do? Shane's not telling me what like what's happening. I don't know what to do. And I found myself having a conversation with Joe, with, you know, Vicky and mm-hmm. Joe as exactly as lol would have done exactly you know when you just go like when i look back i can see exactly why shane does what he does there's always a method to his madness um because again because because lol would have been thinking i would have been doing the same i'd have been going what What do i do do?" yeah so that's amazing when we came down to do it you know you can see me leaning on woody going and Woody's going, go on, come on, you're all right, you're all yeah. right. And it's and that's partly Joe telling Vicky yeah, yeah, and partly yeah, Woody yeah. telling Lol. And then when we came back to do it again, you know, it's never the same. It yeah. never is quite the same. And I think he only used, you know, if only like a couple of beats from the second right. take. So, you know, predominantly it was the first take that we used and he just had a few bits from the second take. But what an you know what an experience a 20 yeah. odd minute scene of all these people with all these stories and, and all these lies and twisted tales all coming out over a roast absolutely mind-blowing <laughs> I mean, and, and just the the fact that everyone is having that com- that conversation in their head everyone's thinking well i know i've got to say say something but i don't know when to say yeah, but I know tomo I've got to says get my nothing in and it's beautiful i yeah. love that like tomo's character sean I think he says one word, yeah. but it's the most powerful thing he could have done yeah. because that's how he would have reacted. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the beauty of when some people think with improvisation, it's like talk as much as you can, get as much screen time as you, you know, it's like just there's so many times in life where we don't say nothing because we don't know what to say. Yeah. And sometimes that's even more powerful than, than chatting your way through the whole scene. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of powerful table scenes, um, I held off on Line of Duty for ages <laughs> because I just thought uh, another BBC c- c- cop, cop drama, drama yeah. they're amazing at it, but yeah. if you're busy and you've not got a lot of time, it might not be something that you're like, oh, I need to watch that. Yeah. And then I kept hearing more and more about it. And obviously I was a, I was a, f- a fan of your work in This Is England. I finally gave it a look and I binged all of all of the series in a week or wow. two and That's it blew impressive. me away. And one of the iconic things was those table scenes, those interview scenes, how was that to be involved in? Because there was the, an intensity, but I'd imagine because of the intricacy, it's the exact opposite of This it's Is England. The they have to be the most scripted opposite, yeah. and most tight because the way they're shot and everything, it's so intense and everyone's... Uh, half of the information is... It's like they've gone, oh, we need to get a big jump in the show, in, in, in the story and we're going to do it in one conversation. I know. How do we create that and not feel like it's forced or feeding the audience? Yeah. Like keeping it natural. But I mean, you know, Jed Mercurio, who writes Line of Duty, it's said a million times, but it has to be said is the script is the star of that show. Like without a shadow of a doubt, his writing is exquisite. And, you know, every time we come back to go again, it's like he's done it again, you know. Yeah. And there's more big table interview interrogation scenes and they petrify me. But you're right, it is, it's the complete opposite to, to This Is England and to that kind of stuff. Yeah. To, 
you have to be completely on it. You don't have to just know your lines. You have to know everybody else's lines. You have to know when you're going to move that folder, when yeah. you need to use the television or, you know, the props and and make sure everybody's completely professional and prepared. That's one of the things that excited me a lot from from your angle because from, from having spoken to Shimmy and, and, and maybe even Andrew Soccer, they have both said how hard it was to move on from Shane as yeah. such because you've got so used to doing things one way and then you've got to a certain level profile-wise that you're getting these gigs that then you don't really know how to learn lines anymore. Or Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean... You're one of the examples <clears throat> of you've gone into something that, that it's the tightest line learning and all that. So, so how was that? Kind I of- mean, it was like, don't get me wrong, there would there'd be jobs that people wouldn't even know I was in, yeah. in between This Is England and stuff right. like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. TV jobs or, yeah. or whatever. There's one that I want to come back to in a bit. Oh, but really? We'll get to that. Yeah, oh, go okay, cool. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I wonder what that one is. Some of them, yeah, some of them are questionable. But... I've always sort of, you know, dipped my toe in as much as I can to work. So yeah. it wasn't, a f- I wasn't, the, f- the fear of learning the lines wasn't the problem. It, it, I mean, it's hard, don't get me wrong. It Like, it is the hardest job. Yeah. Um, Particularly but, with a lot of police and technical oh, terminology the, the, in there and oh, stuff the like that, The jargon's insane, yeah. I know. It is insane. But... I don't know those those scenes. They're they're really enjoyable. I've yeah. got to say, like the buzz you get after you know shooting them mm. is quite something because yeah. you can feel the tension. They're long. There's no breaks. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like we break it into sections. Yeah, it is the scene is is a complete scene, and they're the best scenes. They're the ones that they're you amazing. want. But you know the one thing I think Line of Duty has always sort of really impressed me about is their casting. And I think, yes. you know, given when we did the first series, I didn't have a bag load of experience and it wasn't like, oh, you know, exactly, you'd see Vicky on a cop drama mm-hmm. for BBC yeah, One. No, yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I loved about it is they didn't bring us in expecting us to be something. They brought us in because, you know, Martin Comston and, yeah. you know, Lenny James and Neil Morrissey, Craig yes. Parkinson, all these people aren't the obvious choice. Yeah. So... I think we were brought in, you know, for the right reasons and not yeah, with an expectation completely. that we're just going to be dead professional and learn all our lines. We can do that, but we've also got a certain edge to us that just doesn't suit what yeah. you'd expect. I genuinely think that's the key to a lot of the best crime dramas and a line of duty. It's weird. I was talking about this on a podcast about The Wire recently because The Wire, the characters are so good, but you forget that it's called The Wire because the first season is all about them yeah. putting a wiretap on yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then they walk away from that. And Line of Duty, the first season, is about someone dying or not dying in the, in line, the line of Duty. Yeah. And then you move away from that. And, and Justified is an, another series I love. And I forget that the first season is about, is it a Justified kill? Once they've got that little hook, yeah. it'd be shit if then every every season it's like, well, Are they going to die no, in the no. line of duty? It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's like once they've got that hook, you've built the characters. You can yeah. then go, let's just take these characters on a journey I mean, and see where I they love, go. I love what's happened with Adrian Dunbar's character, who yeah. plays Hastings, who yeah. I absolutely love. Him. It's He's just brilliant. amazing. He's such a nice guy as well. But, you know, in the first series, there wasn't really much He's genuinely become the iconic kind of... Yeah, he's like yeah. Hastings, like yeah. the battle. You yeah. know, everyone loves him. So the the way that we've all sort of built our characters is yeah. is really unexpected. You know, we didn't even know if we'd get another series. Yeah. 
the fact that it moved on to BBC One and Tandy Newton jumped on board, we were yeah. like, wow, this is getting this is getting quite serious now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm dead proud of it. I can't, I just can't wait to like see what Jed's going to bring up with it next. And it, I I love that that it's a crime drama that genuinely the bit you're looking forward to or the drama takes place around a table. It's not yeah. relying on these big action scenes or these big chases. No, and there I is all of them. That. Yeah, like, there was, are them and they're great. amazing. But still, the bit that became iconic is people around a table. And yeah. that, that shows the writing and performances are just next yeah, level. Yeah, and also the fact that, you know, Jed's really, really brave. Like, yeah. take on some of the subjects that he does. And, yeah, completely. Um, and, and, and be brave enough to think, actually, you know, talking about codes mm. file number yeah. you know 5b9 yeah. it's like people are engrossed in it yeah and yeah. actually some of the words and some of the technical you know technical speak that we do people like it yeah. they you know it's quite um it's quite a it's rich dialogue yeah and yet you know it's me and like martin and ad saying it yeah, which is yeah, really yeah. funny because you know none of us are you know, I've got my sort of Midlands twang going on yeah. and it's, it's yeah, it's really unique and, and I'm really bloody chuffed that it's got the attention it's it has. It's clicked and You know, because we work hard on it and you just want people to enjoy it. And again, like one of the masterful parts of the writing, um, I think one of the most underrated TV series is The Shield and a lot of people, it wasn't really big over here, but yeah, it was written off that. as kind of a bit of a shock cop, cop thing in America, but it was written at the time that, there was a lot of court cases going on because there was kind of a an action team or whatever, a, a force in America who were kind of allowed to go and be the criminals almost. Right. And, but anyway, it was, it was good fun. But the thing I liked about that was you'd regularly have storylines where you're like, right, well, there's literally no way out of that. And then in one scene, and then it'd be solved. Sudden, and, yeah. and Handy Newton's c- c- character had that numerous times in yes. that series where Handy you're like, Tandy. well, she's definitely not, getting out of this there's oh, no way lost and then her, yeah oh yeah. my god when she lost her arm yeah. i just couldn't like i hadn't even Mind seen blowing. that until it was on telly and wow. yeah. like it was insane she yeah. was incredible yeah like, she was so good i thought that was amazing well i want to talk about stuff that's ahead um but one of the things that came up as i was going through your imdb oh, is something that i don't think i don't know if it aired or anything but it's just it's it's nothing to be scared of i promise okay. but it's a weird connection because it was a walk like a panther oh yeah and that yeah, comes yeah, out yeah, yeah. as a film in march and it's the first film i'm in that oh, i get amazing. so i, I literally I saw that trailer. I was like, yeah that's that's yeah that's that was years ago and i mean I, I know a... it started as a te- they it was they were making it as a pilot and yes. trying to, and then it went on ice for a long time so so what happened with that and how was that for me it was a really i mean i was just you know i'm friends with dan kadan and yeah. obviously stevie g so yeah. Um, I just sort of jumped on board and, and did a really small part. Yeah. Um, I can barely, it sounds awful, I can barely remember it, but I know so, it was something to do with buying like, oh my God, not a, like a marquee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that, I don't know. It's wonderful though, because it sounds like it's, I'm al- just although really it's chuffing. years on, yeah. it's not changed in any way because I just got a phone call because I'm mates with Stevie yeah. and, and Dan was like, I've got this role. And literally, I think everyone was just, I had agreed to it and had my start dates. I hadn't seen a script. I didn't really know what it was about. But I was yeah, like, but you know well, you're well, in good hands. Lovely yeah, people. Yeah, 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 it's, of course. It's a few weeks going and messing yeah. about and enjoyable. No, but I'm yeah. really, really chuffed for them because, you know, it's been a passionate thing for Dan yeah. for such a long time. I worked with Dan Kadan, um and Stephen Graham and Hannah Graham were also in it, the film that um, Madonna did. Yeah. 
so it was a long long time ago yeah. and that's when it all started coming about so that's when i'd met dan and yeah. he'd co-wrote that so um yeah i just got on board for the same reason that you did yeah this is it you know like i think now we're when you get to a certain place where you've got lots of friends in the industry yeah um given a bit like what's we'll probably talk about is um action team yeah this comedy series that tom davis has yeah. um created you know he rang me and was like vic i'm writing this thing you know this comedy series and i'd love you to have a look at it i mean part of you goes oh god i hope i like it because yeah. i really want to work with you yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it's not right then it's not right yeah completely. Um, but i think i got into like the fourth page and then just rang him i hadn't even seen my own character's dialogue there was yeah. nothing for me and like and then I just thought, this is, this is brilliant. He's absolutely wonderful. I worry, because I had one of them phone calls really, uh, like a year or two ago, about a different project. Yeah. And it was just as I'd got, I think, the bastard execution, and I had to say no. And I, I always want to kind of say to Tom, just, you know, it wasn't anything, like, I'm up for it still. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, It was yeah. just timing. Yeah. But murdering successful, I think, is one of the greatest things and one of the most He's bizarre so, things that it ever happened and got yeah. commissioned and continued to, to, I know, to, to happen because it so well. it's bizarre, but it's one of the best things the BBC have done in recent years. And Action Team is kind of the next thing that he's written. Right? Yeah, and he's co-wrote it, it. And, and Stevie G's produced it. Sm- yeah, Stevie G. I mean, Steve do so many he? jobs together. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> yeah. I look back at all of my work, I go like the Secret Agent. <laughs> yeah. just, well, Secret Agent was fantastic as well with Toby. Um, Toby Jones, Jones. Yeah, just he's amazing and. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I'm to... hoping, you know, Steele, like, get me into, I don't know, the Irishman with De Niro. Come on. Come on, Steve. Some Send of the, the, love. the messages I've got off Steve when he's, he's <laughs> oh, the God, people the... he's working with, with De Niro and Pacino and Amazing. all of that. Amazing. Is... He sends me pictures and I'm like, tell Same. him I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly so. I wonder how, how people are there excited and also thinking, I wonder if there's any characters that look a bit like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do, do you know that. what, though? The thing is, the, the great thing about Steve is he... Um, he really backs people, you know. Yeah. He he's um, he's a, he's such a hardworking guy yeah. anyway because he, he never stops. But you know, he'll go off to America, work with De Niro, and yeah. then he'll still stick to you know his love over here for yeah. working with his friends and and making Completely. sure he's supporting everyone. And it's a beautiful thing because you know there's no reason why he couldn't just do one big job and just relax for the rest of the year. And, yeah. and he doesn't. He you know he works and hard that, and he supports people. I mean, so. you're exactly right there because the fact is. R- roughly, I don't know if there's anything in between, but his next two films are going to be a w- Walk Like a Panther with me and Dan and Rob Parker, and then The Irishman with Pacino, De Niro, yeah, it's, it's Scorsese, yeah. and all this. It's like, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like, these are my, it, there's no, oh, I'm at this point now, I can't really no, do that. I don't, I, can't think do that. Steve, I don't think that's, it's, it's not in Steve's blood yeah. to be like that. You know, he's he's doing really well and he, yeah. he's just he's just enjoying it and he's grateful for it. Yeah, he does. So so how so what is Action Team and how was so Action Team? Act, it, oh my God, how was it? It was the funniest job I've definitely ever been on because it was, yeah. um, you know, people haven't seen me do comedy, if you yeah. like. I've done a few bits where, you know, Svengali um, and Convenience yes, and things like that. They were, you know, comedy, but it wasn't particularly character pieces for me. Yeah. Um, whereas this is a bit, you know, Tom sort of said, have a load of fun with it. Yeah. Um, so we have, and that's exactly what we did. And, and it's a bit like what we were saying before, you know, what they've done with the budget they had is, in, is insane. Yeah. It, I've seen the first three episodes and it looks so like cinematic the the effects and everything so the little screen clips i've seen look yeah i mean and again it's such a weird jump because i'm 
I've fallen obviously I love Tom in real life but I've fallen in love with him in Murder and Successful yeah, which yeah, looks yeah, yeah. weird and crappy yeah. and falling apart and then it's like oh this is this is a real thing yeah. you're doing it, even though Murder and Successful no I know it's should, completely real it's, it's, it's yeah. won tons of awards it's amazing yeah. it's still oh you're doing an actual show now he's, <laughs> do you know what such he's a such weird... a clever guy Tom yeah um, he's a he's a He's a very funny guy. I feel like... And I don't think... Almost... I need, I, I need to mention to, to anyone listening to the first time, I think every name we've mentioned so far I've had on the podcast previously. So go yeah. back and check the back catalogue for Tom <laughs> yeah. Davis and everyone else. But yeah. Is he, I mean, he's a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's, he's just a really sweet mate and also ridiculously talented. Yeah. You know, the, the writing of the, this project was amazing. Um, something that I really wanted to do. Again, yeah. just kind of people go, oh, you're on a comedy in ITV too. It's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. It, I you can't know, wait. I, I can't wait. I really can't. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for everyone to see it. And um, it's very funny. I mean, it's basically, you know, Tom's doing his own James Bond Amazing. In, in the way that he wants to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I kind of play the M character in some ways, um, although I'm nothing like her. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but it's and yeah. people sh- should know as well if if you're not familiar with Tom. Tom is one of the biggest humans I've ever met. He's yes, a towering, he's, yeah, tower I don't know. Of a man. If he, the thing is with Tom is he, I'm really gullible, so he'll say something to me and I'll be like, "Is that true?" But is he like a few inches off being a giant? I think he is. Yeah, or is I think is he, he definitely is because I I used to have a mate at college who'd always say he's an inch off being a giant, and oh, I really? swear he's about the n- same. he's about yeah. the same height as as Tom. So yeah, yeah, he's almost medically a giant. Yeah, um, that's what my mate in screen college would always say. He's like. I'm a couple more inches. I'm medically a giant. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you get, do you get a certificate no, or a badge? No, well, or a... you should actually. <laughs> you should, yeah. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, I can't wait to, to, to see that. Well, I'll, I'll wrap things up. Um, but before we do, I want to talk about you've been doing some fashion and stuff lately. Oh, yeah. And how's that been? It's great. I mean, you know what? I, lo- I love that we're in a world where you can go off and do all these yeah. different things and go, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. If I you am. put me with a good team. I can make this work. Do you know what I mean? And that, you just, you know what? You just got to take, if an opportunity comes your way, you've got to take it. It's like, yeah. you know, my fiance, Johnny. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he works within football and he works within film. Yeah. And I love it. Having that variety just, you know, it can just make things a little bit sweeter because you just go, well, you know, I'm going to sort of be this one day and then, and then something the next. And then I think that's kind of the, the way to go about it you know variety of life but the fashion thing's great i mean i love i'm definitely way more into my clobber if you like than i used to be yeah um i've worked with a guy called christian palmer who he's a stylist and i just go you know it's kind of mental that you know these people exist in my world but they're really talented people yeah you know what i mean you're working with people that are able to sort of see things in a completely different way yeah I'd go into a shop and like panic buy some black dress or whatever. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I'm working with Finery. I've worked with them before and we created a jumpsuit. It's um, called the McClure jumpsuit. I mean, how Amazing. can I not love that? Yeah. Um, and it did really well last time. And then we've just done a, a new colorway now. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if people like it. I love that though. Cause it's, it's, I, I, a, a, last year I had my, had my second line of, of trainers out and again it was a similar nice. thing where a company approached me and I was like yeah I love I love kicks yeah. I, yeah, I love yeah, this yeah. coming so I can't do it on my own but if you've got equally I don't want to just tag my name on something yeah. but if you can put me with someone we can have that conversation and, yeah, of course. and come up with something it's hugely exciting and you are every time I post about it or the first few times I'd get a little bit of backlash people going 
What's this about? Like, yeah, why yeah, are you doing yeah, shoes? Yeah, what are you going to do with shoes? And my answer is always like, do you know what? If all someone that, approached you and asked you to you design your it. own shoes, like, like for me, the fact is, I get to wear shoes that I designed. Yeah. Oh it's my mental. god, it's so cool. It's, in fact, really Stevie like... G sends me pictures from on set with all that lot in shoes I designed. And oh, it's like, amazing. mate, that's mental, regardless yeah. of any financial or anything else. It's like, that's a mad thing to do. And yeah. a lot of people don't see that if when you were working in an office, I know. someone came up to you and asked you this, would you go, yeah, oh, God, I'm always pinching myself with, you know, the mad things that people, you know, the opportunities that sort of come your way. And you've got to just go with it because... The thing is, those that don't give you backlash yeah. are those that are really just happy for you yeah, to be completely. to be doing something. Yeah. And, you know, not everything is going to be a mad success. It's like yeah. you can make choices and, and, and try different things out and some things work and some things don't. And that's the way it goes. But, yeah. you know, those that kind of want you to fail or those that aren't really like supporting you in certain ways get rid like i'm not interested completely and i think the thing that people don't i wouldn't realize... do that to you know we wouldn't do that to other people where you just no. you know you just got to back everyone yeah completely. Um, and what they don't realize is not everything has to be a mad success exactly it's what i kind of have meant earlier with the kind of acting being something that you can be in forever is that doesn't mean that you can always have a huge profile yeah. but it is something that if you choose to you can There's always get better of, at so you yeah. could be i mean you were on stage for the first yes, time recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I last asked you year, in, yeah. in Nottingham, was it? Yes. Yeah. And again, and things like that, it's like, right, not necessarily that. And particularly, again, it's an industry that can be fucking brutal mm. to women as soon as yeah, you start yeah, to yeah, age yeah. and things like that. Hopefully that's all yeah. changing, but that's something that's been there. But you can still be getting better and be doing, you know, yeah. so you might not, uh, there are limitations to commercial success that are out of your control potentially, but there's no limitations to how much better you can get how much more you can enjoy yeah, totally. it the roles that you can particularly if you start your own plays or, yeah. or productions or whatever else it's like this amazing stuff it's we've, it's exciting. we've yeah i mean like i was saying before it just you get to this point where you go it could all end tomorrow yeah so i'm going to enjoy everything while yeah. it's here um not doing anybody any harm yeah. Do you know what i mean as long as you work hard just turn up and, my stuff enjoying yeah, yourself just giving it a go so, so where can people can people keep up to date with all that's ahead? You're on social media and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and yep. all that kind of stuff. Easy it's weird, isn't find. it? Yeah, I do prefer Instagram. I think I've yeah found Tw- myself. Twitter has. I did a post the other day that Instagram has got a lot of filters to make people look beautiful, and Twitter hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> So you see <laughs> the ugliness on Twitter constantly, yeah. just because it's all just people yeah, writing yeah, their yeah, ugly yeah. thoughts and feelings of being. Even, even on the most I, beautiful but, posts, there'll be something a, ugly, just ugh, I aggressive. Know, but that's it's what like, I did the other day because my taxi turned up late, but I was so flipping fuming about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've got over it now, so I need. But to But that's just, the beauty like, of Instagram. It, Instagram but, is generally here's some nice yeah, images of exactly. some nice stuff that happened. Yeah, no, it's it's, and you know what? I find like people are just a little bit kinder. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, um, but social media is what it is. I keep yeah. trying to like give myself little, you know, you've got what is going on with these phones and everything yeah. nowadays. I'm like, I, you know, they're attached. It's tough in this it's industry because you can tell yourself, and I tell myself this constantly that it's it's work, so I need to yeah. be on it. But yeah. it's an addiction as well. It I'm, is, I'm on yeah. it because I can't look away from it, but I, I can justify it slightly by going, well, I've got the podcast to promote and I've got this coming up and this coming up. It's yeah. all. And again, know, like, we chatted Johnny, over social like, media the first time. You're always time, so. on your phone. And he's like, you're always on your phone. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I am. Fuck. It's mad. <laughs> well, again, if nothing else, 
uh, you can sit, sit down with pride that you've got a jumpsuit named after you and a tram named after you. I so love my tram. it's it's the two things <laughs> that are wonderful. That's a sense of achievement, right? Particularly really if you've grown is. up yeah. in Nottingham, that is a, a mark of there you go. Honestly, you've I made if it. I'm ever in town and it passes, yeah, it, it weirds me out every time. And I am, um, yeah, I'm really honoured to own my own tram. I love it. Well, thank you very much. For for chatting Thank it's been you, an absolute mate. pleasure we finally got that yeah we did yeah. Thank you. Nice cheers. cheers mate you've been listening to Squibbish Picks the Scratch there we go that was Vicky, who um, who talked about her clothing range there. Obviously, I mentioned um, I released some shoes recently with a, a group, a company called OHW. So check those out if you're into your kicks. OHW.com. I got a plug straight in off the back of the <laughs> the podcast just finished, and I'm like, eh, do, you, "Do you want to buy some shoes, mate?" Eh. Um, thank you for tuning in. As I mentioned, if this is your first time, or if you missed any of them, there's a lot of there's a lot in the back catalogue that you might enjoy. Um, just amazing actors from Kathy Burke to, uh, I mean, I've mentioned Paddy Considine and Stephen Graham, but Ashley B, Ezzy Sooty, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Sophia Batella, just loads of amazing actors. Um, so check them all out in the back catalogue. I'll see you all next week. As I've mentioned, you're going to want to listen to this one. It's one of the best conversations I've had. Another one of the best conversations I've had. And it's with Florence Pugh. Um, But until then, I'll uh, I'll see you next week. Ta-ta.